Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2021 MLB season is here, and although the seats may not be full, your bankroll has the chance to be. Ray Hoops Peterson has you covered for every game, every day this season, along with comprehensive analysis and angles for getting to the window while celebrating the walk-off winners and blown saves of what will be a wild season. Now it is time for the Baseball Penny Podcast with Greg Peterson. A warm and friendly hello, welcome to the Bluffy Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Got a great podcast for you. It's in the second segment. Going to be chatting with Danny Vietti. We are going to be taking a look at the World Series from a wide variety of angles. He does a great job over there with CBS Sports, along with his own podcast, The Wake and Rake Podcast, which you're able to find wherever you're getting this fine podcast. But we're going to be taking a look at how the pitching matchup is looking going into Game 6. Why I feel like, and I think that Danny's in agreement with me on this, this Game 6 for the Atlanta Braves is really a must-win for them. And we're going to be diving into just a lot when it comes to everything with this game in general as this is either going to be the second to last or the last podcast for this MLB season. If we wind up having a game seven, I'll be coming at you guys once again tomorrow with a podcast just previewing that. It's probably going to be a little bit more of a short one. I don't want to book a guest, wind up previewing game seven that never winds up happening. So it is one of those things in which if we do wind up having a podcast tomorrow, I'm going to be riding solo. And I don't think we're going to have a podcast tomorrow because in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis for game six and a little something like called touch of all. I wound up revealing my hand a little bit there as to the side that I'm going to be looking at at this one, but certainly is going to be a lot of fun and always love to be able to answer Twitter questions on this podcast. If there's something that you'd like me to address on the podcast, a question, comment, segment idea, what have you. It might wind up being tomorrow. It might wind up being next year that I wind up addressing it. But you've got one or two ways to be able to find those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is via 
find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Wanted wind up diving into the question that I know that many of you guys wound up having yesterday on odds to be able to win MVP of the World Series. So if you go back to the podcast yesterday, I've got that all addressed for you guys. Really didn't get in too much else for today, but we're going to have a great chat with Danny on the other side, taking a look at this World Series Game 6 from a wide variety of angles. And that's next right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we're back here on the Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Always great to be joined by this guest. Going to be the last guest for the MLB regular season just because we have no idea if we're going to be getting a Game 7 or not. If we do get a Game 7, I'm just going to go at it myself since that is going to be wrapping up probably around midnight Eastern time. But with that said, Danny Vietti doing an absolutely terrific job over there with CBS Sports. He is also the host of the Rake and Wake podcast, which you're able to follow them on Twitter at Wake and Rake Pod. That is all together. He does that with Will Middlebrooks, who we all remember did some great work over there with the Boston Red Sox. Also spent a little bit of time with the Milwaukee Brewers, as we've got Danny Vietti on the podcast, who you're able to follow at his name. Danny Vietti, last name is spelled V-I-E. TTI, that is all together. And Danny, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, of course, Greg. Always a good time to join you. A little bittersweet with the season coming to a close here shortly, but you know, hopefully we get at least one great game coming to us. And that is a big question at this point. Are we going to be getting just a game six or are we getting a game six and a game seven? I take a look at this one and I do give Max Fried a little bit of an advantage. I recognize his last two starts. Well, they weren't necessarily great giving up a combined 11 runs, but I take a look at the way that he wound up giving up those runs in game two. And a lot of it was on soft contact. A lot of it was on balls that just wound up finding a hole. I think that we're going to see a little bit more of the Max Fried that prior to that had won 12 and two with right around a buck 50 ERA in his previous 14 starts. Not sure how you think game six is going to go, but I do think that this one favors Atlanta slightly, though I obviously would not be surprised if we do why to come back for a game seven too. Yeah, I think it's very similar to how we were looking at the series from the outside in when the series ever started. Houston clearly does not have the pitching depth that Atlanta has. With that said, it's a little shaken up now that Charlie Morton is no longer available with his fractured leg. So, I mean, that's a definite huge hit. I mean, you think going back to game five and Atlanta Braves are one game away, one victory away from hoisting that trophy. They get a grand slam in the first inning by Adam Duvall. And you're thinking, all right, well, if Charlie Morton's on the hill, you kind of like your chances. That said, they had guys that really weren't in comfortable positions, if you will. They had guys that aren't normally pitching the second, third inning of a game. They had to throw guys out there and kind of go to their deep bullpen very early on in the game. So I think Atlanta is definitely seeing the loss of Charlie Morton, and it's really impacting them in a big way. And I think it's going to impact game six, too, because like you just said, Max Freed has been a great arm for a lot of his career. He's been, if not an ace behind Mike Soroka, one of the better left-handed throwers in the game ever since he made his debut just a couple of years ago. He's pitching a lot of big games, too. That said, like you said, he's had recent struggles and pitching in Minute Maid Park. 
against that lineup, that's tough to do. With that short portion left field, it's definitely become a factor. I mean, that's how the Astros play ball. It's going to be an exciting game. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really keying in on how do the Astros maneuver their bullpen because they're expected to have Luis Garcia starting on the mound. They are expected to have Jose Urquidy possibly available in the bullpen. They're going to have Ryan Presley back, who was not available in Game 5. So they have some options. They have some different routes they could go. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Dusty Baker maneuvers that bullpen, what he does in the late innings. I agree with you because I do think that if there's going to be one starter that winds up providing a little bit more length, it is going to be Max Fried as we are joined by Danny Vietti of the Wake and Rake podcast along with CBS Sports right here on the podcast. And when I take a look at Luis Garcia, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting out of him because in that game six closeout that they wind up having against the Boston Red Sox, he was at home in that one. He looked very solid. He was able to do a tremendous job. And Overall, this year, his ERA is nearly two points lower at home than it is on the road. So I feel like he might be the biggest wild card of this game because you always take a look for guys that are under the radar, guys that you might not expect. And the guy that I think is the biggest unknown in this game is a guy that we know very well is going to have his imprint on the game. But we've just seen so much from Luis Garcia, both good and bad the last few months that I think just taking a look at him in general is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think people remember, too, that he's found a couple more ticks on his fastball once he gets that adrenaline going. He was typically during the regular season is about 92 to 93, 94 mile an hour on his fastball. Once the playoffs hit and once he was at home in a comfortable setting and again, that adrenaline was pumping, all of a sudden he started seeing that fastball up at 95, 96, and even 97 miles per hour. That's kind of been a storyline that's been developing over the last couple of weeks with Luis Garcia. He's tough to hit, man, especially at home. Like you just mentioned, his ERA is a lot better at home, his home road splits. I mentioned that it's a tough place to play in Minute Maid Park, but I have a feeling that leash is obviously going to be very short, considering it obviously is an elimination game. That said, I mean, you just look at game five in Atlanta, elimination game. Astros, their backs are against the wall. Those guys did not fear one moment of that game. They have so many veterans. They've been there. They've done that. They've been in high leverage situations. They've played World Series games. They've played in elimination games before. Altuve, Correa, Gurriel, Bregman. I mean, the list goes on and on. They have so much experience on that ball club. And I'm mostly talking about their starting lineup, their hitters. Like I just mentioned, some of those guys, not as much their pitching staff. Again, you know, we saw Zach Granke, who was dominant in Atlanta. And he's another guy that those pitchers look to for veteran leadership. He can come and talk to him and tell him, you know, what to expect in these bigger games. So, yeah, Luis Garcia is going to be interesting. Him and Frember Valdez, they've both been just total coin flips each and every start. But like you mentioned, much better at home. So very interested to see these two pitching matchups, that's for sure. And something else that you mentioned a little bit as well, the crowd gets very ruckus. You wind up having the stadium, for the most part in Houston, be closed. And I do think that that's going to lead to us being able to get a relatively solid pitching matchup in this one as well, because I've been taking a look at the series, obviously wound up having a 9-5 game that wound up going down in game five. But I think that this one is going to be a little bit more of a conservative button up four to three, something maybe even like a three to two, four to two style game. And obviously Luis Garcia wound up being able to be relatively solid in his start in Atlanta. Didn't lend a lot of length, but he only wound up giving up one run for Max Fried. You take out the last two starts and he has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball ever since the beginning of the month of August. Both of these managers, they seem to know what the heck they're doing. They're not throwing out their, their game two starter to, or their game four starter in game two in relief or anything like that. Because with Jose Urikidi coming out of the 
bullpen in game five. It was for one, a do or die situation. And if we do wind up seeing a game seven, I think that it's going to be pretty much all hands on deck. But I take a look at both of these managers and I have complete faith that they're going to be able to do a good job of keeping both of the teams respective bats at bay because they've just been pushing all the right buttons out of the bullpen all postseason long. Yeah, let's keep in mind, too, I think one of the more overlooked aspects of this series headed back to Houston is that Houston is now going to be able to have Jordan Alvarez back in that DH spot as opposed to the outfield. Alvarez had some criticism uh, due to some of the plays he made out in left field. I thought he did a fine job. I don't think any of those final scores were really determined upon his fielding percentage out there in left field. I thought he did fine, but he's really got to get it going at the plate. He was obviously the ALCS MVP just last week. I mean, he was crushing every pitch he saw against Boston. He hit nearly 560, I think it was, in that American League CS as the MVP. Since in the World Series, though, Atlanta has found an answer for Yardan Alvarez. They need to get Alvarez going. Alvarez has one hit in the World Series. They need to get Alvarez going. Bregman finally found something, maybe, with an extra base hit in Game 5 in Atlanta. Maybe he can build off of that because they need Alvarez. They need Bregman. Altuve's been kind of up and down. Correa's been up and down. But they need their stars to perform. And this is what I truly love about a a seven-game series here in the World Series because we talk about the wild card and you know the one-game playoff elimination game and how exciting it is and every inning, you're on your toes. But what I love about a seven-game series is that each and every team that is playing a seven-game series has to go deep into their lineups. They have to go deep into their bullpen. It's a full roster competition, essentially. It's not just throw Max Scherzer out there for nine innings and let him roll. No, no, no. You, you, know, you need Luis Garcia. You need Framber Valdez, Kendall Graveman, Ryan Presley. You need all hands on deck. And that's what I love about a seven-game series. And I think that actually does favor Houston just because they do have so much depth. And maybe, just maybe, Atlanta's bullpen is a little taxed considering they haven't had the production of Charlie Morton since he has unfortunately gone down due to injury. And I do think that a big reason why I think that if this winds up going to a seventh game, it is going to be favoring Houston a little bit more is because of that factor. Because you take a look at things, you wind up getting the travel day on Monday, which I think that that really benefits Atlanta a little bit more. I do recognize the fact that Houston had to go to their bullpen with Framber Valdez, not lending the start that they were hoping for in game five. But you take a look at the way that Atlanta had to mix and match those last two games. It was bullpen to sure. You had a pair of guys in Kyle Wright and Tucker Davidson that hadn't thrown very meaningful innings whatsoever really in a very long time. I think that Wright wound up making one relief appearance in the World Series prior to going north of four innings, but you take a look at that, and that was not ideal for the Atlanta Braves. Now they're able to reset a little bit more going into Game 6, so as I take a look at it, if I'm Brian Sicker, I have to take a look at Game 6 as being a little bit of a do-or-die game. I recognize that in baseball, you always want to be winning every single game. No offense or buts about that, but When I take a look at the outlook for the Braves, I almost think that Game 6 is, for lack of a better term, the equivalence of a Game 7 for many other teams just because it is going to be a roll of the dice as to what you're going to be able to get out of that bullpen in a Game 7. Yeah, and you mentioned Max Freed. You got to think this is going to be his last outing for the season. With back-to-back games, back-to-back days here, you wouldn't think, you know, depending on how tonight's outing goes, and unless he surprisingly goes super short on his pitch count, which I don't expect to see, Max Fried would probably not be available for Game 7. Now, Game 7 would then lead to Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson was taken out after five no-hit innings. He was phenomenal against that Houston lineup, the best offense in baseball during the regular season. This is huge. I don't want to call it a do-or-die type situation, obviously, but like you mentioned, every game's do-or-die, really, when it comes to the World Series. 
you don't want to play game seven in Houston because we talked about the nerves. We talked about the adrenaline, the experience. Houston has experience. They know all about game sevens. They know all about elimination games. They've been here, done that. You do not want to play Houston in their home ballpark in a game seven in a World Series, especially not having the services of Max Freed. That's a tough situation to be in. Not to mention Uncle Mo, that momentum. If they win tonight, that is Houston I'm referring to. If Houston is able to win tonight, that Uncle Mo goes right to Houston for a game seven at home. That's a tough position to be in. Atlanta does not want to see this series go seven games. Totally agree with you. I'm thinking that Atlanta is going to be pulling out all the stops in game six. We were mentioning it when it comes to guys that might be able to lend the most length when it comes to Luis Garcia or Max Freed. And I certainly think that's going to be Freed. But if Brian Sicker sees something that he doesn't like with Max Freed, I think that he has to have a little bit of a quick hook, do everything humanly possible to be able to win this game six, because if it gets to a game seven being on the road, there's just no telling what's going to happen, especially with all those experienced bats and a man that is experienced at being able to lend great insights on this podcast and does a great job with his own podcast. That'd be you, Danny. Love the good people at home. Know how they're able to follow you on social media. And I know that you're going to be very busy during this offseason. It looks like it's going to be one that is going to be full of spending, full of free agents that are going to be moving elsewhere. And I know that you're going to be covering it all and so much more. Yeah, the series might be coming into an, to an end here, unfortunately, but plenty of content on tap. We'll have all that on CBSSports.com, all my written work. And then me and Will will, of course, have plenty of baseball conversation and talk on the Wake and Rake podcast. Thanks for having me, Greg. Danny has brought it on this podcast all season long. It is always great to be able to get him aboard, and it is going to be very exciting to see what we wind up getting in Game 6 and potentially Game 7. I know that Danny is looking forward to that and what is going to be a tremendous offseason as well. So big thanks to Danny Vietti of CBS Sports and the Wake and Rake podcast for joining me right here on the Baseball Winning Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast I give you picks and analysis for Game 6 of the World Series and a little something you like to call Touch Em All. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Always is a pleasure to be able to get Danny Vietti on the podcast. He does absolutely terrific work. He has brought it time and time again as a guest on this podcast and did so once again today. His podcast, Wake and Rake Podcast, is one that you're able to subscribe to wherever you get this fine podcast. So great to be able to get him aboard today. Now it is that time of the podcast for what I hope to be is the final time because, well, I've got a side here that I'm giving out that should and the World Series tonight, but I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis for Game 6 of the World Series and a little something like call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. And please do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at gunit underscore 81 as we dive into the lone game that we wind up having here, and if there are any changes, I'll be making them on the Twitter feed, the spreadsheet, all that good stuff. But 961-962, the Atlanta Braves hit the road to face off against the Houston Astros. Luis Garcia is going to be going for the Stroves, and 
Mad Max Freed is going to be on the bump for the Braves. The Braves are finding themselves as underdogs. Any worth being plus 105 and plus 115. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with the Astros, any worth being minus 120 and minus 127 with your tournaments game. Any worth between an 8.5 and, and a 9. On the 9, unders any worth between minus 120, minus 125. The overs any worth between even and plus 105. On the 8.5, overs between minus 115 and minus 120. The under is any worth between even and minus 105. Whether you're looking at an 8.5 or a 9, I like the under. I wound up setting this all at 8.3 and that is why I wound up putting it at the New York Post play of the day. I am going to be going under. I also want to make the Braves a minus 103 favorite, so we're looking there as well. I take a look at this spot and when you just wound up evaluating game two the way that Max Free wound up getting hit, it's not like he was getting completely tattooed. It's not like he was giving up a whole bunch of hard contact, but rather he was giving up a bunch of dribblers. In the 13 starts he had prior to this last two star skid in which he winds up giving up 11 runs in those two starts against the Dodgers and then in game two against the Astros. The team had been 12-1 and one in them. He had a buck 47 ERA with five home runs and nine walks given up in 86 innings. I think that he's going to return to that form now. When you take a look at the flip side for Luis Garcia, I think that he's going to be able to supply a very good start as well. He's got an ERA that's right around two points lower at home than it is on the road. This is someone that clearly is shaking a little bit. It seems like whenever he winds up having to hit the road, so that is something that I do take a look at in this spot, but what else I take a look at is that he just gives up fewer home runs in Houston as well. Eight home runs given up in 85 and two-thirds innings between the regular and postseason. 11 and 82 and two-thirds innings on the road, so that is very big. Now you take a look at the Houston Astros. In 12 out of their first 13 games in the month of October, they had scored five plus runs. They've scored a grand total of 11 runs in the last three games, and nine of them wound up coming in the last game, so I credit all of this to the bullpen of the Atlanta Braves. They've been doing a good job of mixing and matching. Now, you've got a question if these guys are starting to wear down a little bit. A.J. Minter wound up giving up three runs in that game five, but I do think that the travel day is going to be able to help these guys out. So guys like Jesse Chavez, Minter, along with Tyler Madzak, who has been lights out all postseason long, Will Smith, all these guys wind up getting a breather. And if there is someone I think is going to lend some length in this start, it is Max Freed. And then you take a look at the Houston Astros, Bullpen has been a little bit more shaky. Kendall Graveman has been solid all year, but he certainly hasn't been quite himself here in the postseason. Ryan Presley has been able to do a nice job, but then you're also placing stock in Ryan Sanic, who's actually been very good this postseason. I do give him a little bit of credit. And then you're looking at guys like Blake Taylor. The list goes on and on, and I have a little bit less faith in them. They do more of the ancillary arms of the Atlanta Braves. And when you take a look at the Braves in general, this is a team that in Game 1 of the World Series, every single one of their starters wound up being able to get a hit. You We've had Ode Soler along Travis Darnot give you a pair of home runs during this World Series. Adam Duvall wound up having that grand slam in Game 5. So clearly there are a bunch of mashers on this team as Duvall, Ozzy Albies, along with Austin Riley, Freddie Freeman. All these guys are in the regular season. Had 30-plus home runs. Then you take a look at the flip side. Carlos Correa. Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve. All guys that during the regular season, they themselves hit above a 270 with 26 plus home runs. The Houston Astros have the lowest strikeout rate in all the big leagues. Sub 20%, they're the only team in the MLB that is able to say that, but Max Fried is able to do things in a wide variety of ways. You wound up seeing a lot of the balls that wound up getting hit by the Houston Astros in Game 2. They were ground balls. He does a good job of being able to keep it down. Not necessarily the world's highest strikeout guy, certainly a guy that is able to get swings and misses, but he's able to get outs in a wide variety of ways. I think that this is a start in which we are going to see Freed really be able to take over, and I do think that we're going to see the better form of Luis Garcia, but I just think that Freed is going to be a little bit better in this spot. The new 
New York Post play of the day that I'm giving out is the under. I wound up setting the total personally in an 8.3. So whether you've got a 9 or an 8.5, I'm taking a look at the under. Set the Braves as a very slight favorite. So we're going to be riding with them on the money line. And that'll wrap things up for the Baseball Buddy Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. If you hear me coming at you once again tomorrow, I will have egg on my face and I'll be making fun of the fact that I wound up whiffing on Braves' money line. But with that said, if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Buddy Podcast with Greg Peterson, you're able to subscribe wherever you're podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you have one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, which means if we wind up having the Braves close out game six. I will not be coming at you once again tomorrow. If the Astros wind up winning, I will be coming at you once again. I know that many of you guys like my analysis. You like my New York Post picks. Don't worry. I still have my college basketball podcast, Hooping with Hoops. That goes on every single day. You're able to find that wherever you get this fine podcast. And I will be in the post for college basketball season as well. So if it does wind up being the Braves, that wind up pulling it out in six games. You have that to look forward to. And we're only a week away there. So have no fear there. I am not going to be fading into the abyss by any stretch of the imagination. And I appreciate you guys tuning in all year long, whether this be the last or second to last time. So appreciate you guys tuning in today. I might wind up coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. 